Welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna Show. I'm Dr. Deanna Holgren, your host. Join me weekly as I cover various health-related lifestyle medicine topics that you get to request. This show is for anyone who wants to proactively improve their health position. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me today. I am so excited to share some great stories with you today. We've been talking about wellness uh, since the beginning of the year and just helping everybody get healthier and happier and just having more energy uh, in their lives. And I, as a physician, have been able to witness so many incredible transformations, just truly a transformation of, of health, a transformation uh, in so many regards because of dietary changes, because of, you know, just just basically understanding what you have going on in your body, what you're maybe predisposed to, and then embracing that and and figuring out what you can do to help your body. And, you know, one of the things, one of the areas of medicine that always excites me so much uh, is an area called epigenetics. And epigenetics is just simply a study uh, of genes and how our environment kind of interacts with them. And one of the biggest areas that we see interacting with our genes uh, is actually with our food, the things that we eat. When I was in medical school, I can remember thinking that you know, I had these genetic predispositions that I knew about. Those are the things that you see running in your family, things like diabetes or hypertension, or maybe you've got coronary artery disease in your family. Maybe your family history is riddled with uh, autoimmune diseases. And I can remember thinking that these are just the cards that people are dealt and how sad it is that they really have no control over that. There's nothing they can do. It just is what it is. They're probably going to go on and develop those conditions uh, even because they are in their genes. And what I later found was very, very exciting was that food matters. What we're eating actually matters. And in a sense, we can, uh, you know, eat bad foods, okay, foods that are horrible for us, fast food, for example, And we are flipping a switch and turning those genes on, and we will actually develop those conditions. But we also can choose to eat a very healthy, clean, whole food, nutrient-dense diet, things that don't come out of a bag, a box, or a drive-through window. And we can keep that switch turned off so that we don't end up with that particular disease or that particular condition. It's great news. It's fantastic news. It was transformative for me because it it was something that basically gave me put the power in my hands to do something about, you know, these particular conditions that that I, you know, was maybe seeing in my own family. So, let's talk a little bit about that. You know, some of the areas that we can make such a tremendous difference. You know, diabetes is one of the big ones and diabetes is is very rampant in my family. Uh, we we have type 1 diabetes and type 2 diabetes. We kind of have it all. And so, one of the things that that I have seen is you know, basically a tremendous number of patients who will come to me, um, they have had, you know, they're type 2 diabetics, which that is the insulin resistant type of diabetic. That's the majority of people who are diabetic are insulin resistant. And that's really the category that I'm talking about. If somebody is a type 1 diabetic, that's more of an autoimmune issue uh, where the pancreas is not producing any insulin at all. 
Type 2 is where you actually have an overproduction of insulin and you've developed a condition called insulin resistance. And so, so many patients who have come in and their A1Cs have been elevated over 9.0. And A1C is a test that we use in medicine to determine what is this patient's average blood sugar over the past 90 days, okay? So we try to look at those and we monitor those every three months for our diabetic patients. And what I found was that patients who were consistently over nine, they didn't want to go on insulin. And I don't really want them to go on insulin if they're a type two diabetic. Type one, yes, but a type two, I would prefer that they adapt or adopt a brand new, uh, a new lifestyle that is sustainable, that is a low carb, clean eating, healthy way um, uh, of transforming their health. And so what I found was that when we reduce uh, that carbohydrate content down to under 50 grams a day, total grams, so you're counting all of your meals in a day to under 50 grams, uh, that they were able to dramatically improve uh, their A1Cs, okay? I, I've had patients who've dropped from well over nine down to under six just by doing this, learning how to you know, eat uh, on a basically a keto-style diet, which interestingly uh, is now what is being recommended. And if you look at you know, journals, uh, and they're, you know, talking about type two diabetes and what should a type two diabetic eat. Uh, it is now low carb, low carb, low carb, low carb, because that is what will work. Uh, in fact, one study that I read just recently had indicated that you could take a type two diabetic and you could basically eliminate the carbs from their diet, allow them to eat as many calories as they wanted, they just can't have any carbohydrate calories, and that they would actually lose weight uh, and their A1Cs would improve uh, dramatically with that as well. So I thought that was interesting that you could basically let them just eat. Uh, you know, if they're hungry, they can eat, but, but you, it mattered what they were eating. And so that's how powerful this is. So to see somebody take an A1C, you know, that's between 9, 10, I've had people as high as 14 on an A1C, absolutely turn that around and have that drop, you know, down to a normal range uh, just by following a diet plan. That is absolutely incredible. It makes such a difference in their overall health, in their cardiovascular system, with their blood pressure, with so many things. And so um, it is doable. So from a diabetes standpoint, check. We've got just uh, so many examples, real life examples of people transforming their health and and conquering that particular condition uh, to the point that they no longer need medications. Okay. And that is so, so exciting. Sometimes people don't realize how many carbs they're getting. I once had a patient who was drinking a sort of a pink lemonade type of drink. It was loaded with sugar, loaded with it. And this person had become diabetic because of it. And that was actually the one thing that they eliminated from their diet and it completely reversed that type 2 diabetes. Um, So what about blood pressure? Blood pressure is another big one. Uh, We can affect uh, hypertension and really reverse that. So we have people coming off of, um, you know, antihypertensive medication all the time. How do we do that? Well, it's a combination. Uh, Of course, we want them to exercise because that allows your blood vessels to have a better response um, to, um, you know, what's going on in your body. 
it allows your blood vessels to be more reactive. And um, it's just a wonderful thing. So exercise adds a tremendous amount, but weight loss is one of the biggest things. And sometimes for somebody who's developed a newly diagnosed hypertension, if they can even just drop 20 pounds, it will have a positive impact on their high blood pressure. Another thing that will have a positive impact is having them uh, to um, to basically um, you know, correct any vitamin D deficiency because we can see an improvement in blood pressure with that as well. I once had a patient who um, was overweight, had high blood pressure, also had fibromyalgia and sleep apnea. Okay, so high blood pressure, fibromyalgia, obesity, and sleep apnea. And we targeted the weight with a low-carb plan, transforming eating, eating clean, healthy, nutritious, which, by the way, has a tremendous impact on fibromyalgia as well. And what happened is this patient started losing weight. And as he lost weight, His blood pressure came down. He was able to to eliminate all of his blood pressure medication uh, because of the weight loss that he experienced. But he also was able to get control for the first time that he could remember of this fibromyalgia, okay, Uh, because he was eating clean. And a lot of times for people who have fibromyalgia, it's an issue of toxicity. It's that they're eating poor quality foods or processed foods or whatever, and, and that's just not working for their body. And then they become inflamed because of it. And I can guarantee that it also had an impact on the sleep apnea. We, we have long known that losing weight will have a positive impact on sleep apnea as well. And then finally, another one, you know, I mentioned fibromyalgia already. I have a tremendous number of patients who come to see me for their fibromyalgia because they don't really know what to do. There are many rheumatologists today who don't see patients for fibromyalgia. And so they're kind of stuck and they don't really know, you know, what should I do? You know, there are certain medications that we use. They may or may not be effective, though. Honestly, the best thing, the number one thing that I have found uh, that has been incredibly effective for fibromyalgia is to basically eliminate carbs. It's to eliminate really grains and sugar uh, from the diet. So if you take out grains and sugar, you can still get plenty of carbs from all the vegetables that you're going to be eating. Uh, But by eliminating that and processed foods, people have a tremendous um, you know, response to that. So somebody who has fibromyalgia, uh, they will oftentimes say that they hurt or they ache all over, that even their fat hurts. You know, they might say that the fat on the back of their arms hurts. It hurts if you hug them. It hurts if you touch them. You know, if I, you know, touch their legs as part of their exam, they might find that to be painful, even though I'm not pushing hard at all that oftentimes is a sign of fibromyalgia. And so again, if I can get them to transform their diet, uh, just amazing, amazing results with that. And then finally, one of the ones that I that I love that is just powerful, I know I've mentioned this before, and it has to do with children. Oftentimes kids, you know, they might have um, behavioral disorders or behavioral disruptions that are that's actually rooted in malnutrition. And I know most people think, well, how could I possibly have a child who is malnourished, you know, today in the U.S.? They get, you know, regular meals, they're fed at school, they're, you know, fed at home, whatever. Well, the problem is most kids are eating empty calorie 
foods, okay, or, or foods that basically have no nutritional value. Um, they are calories for sure, calories enough to to have them pack on weight and 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 gain weight and even move toward obesity and type two diabetes. Uh, so they are getting calories. But they're poor quality calories. They they aren't nutrient dense, and so they are malnourished. They are not getting their basic vitamin and mineral requirements that are needed for them to be healthy, to grow, to develop, to function cognitively, uh, and to basically have good behavior. So you know you can have some irritability if you are malnourished in certain areas. You can have pain in your legs if you are low in vitamin D. You know there are a variety of things that we'll see with kids that are oftentimes overlooked, not even considered that this might be a case of malnutrition uh, because of the the world that we live in and the fact that food is typically very readily available. So I hope that this has been helpful, you guys. Um, There are so many great stories that I could share of people who have completely turned around whatever medical issue they had, transformed their lives, and, you know, are able to even share that with other people. And I think that's one of the best gifts that we can give. If, If you've experienced transformation in your health, through a sustainable eating plan, whatever, you absolutely should share that with other people because we have a society of people who are overweight. We have an epidemic of of obesity. We have an epidemic of type 2 diabetes. Unfortunately, we have an epidemic of cardiovascular disease, an epidemic of hypertension, and an epidemic of malnutrition as well. So, you know, knowledge is power and there's so much that we can do to reverse these things. So thanks so much for joining me. I hope you found this interesting and have a fantastic day. I hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information, visit me at DeannaHoldren.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dr. Deanna Holdren. I really want to hear from you, so message me. I love taking your messages and creating topics from them. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share my show with those who have an interest in health and wellness. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.